Extraordinarily bright and exceptionally pretty girl, with curly chestnut hair, hazel eyes and clear-cut features. Many called her striking, but her looks weren't of much interest to Grace. Instead, she was career-minded, someone who, at the age of 18, was already fashioning a prosperous life for herself. She was, in short, a girl infused with living. She soon excelled at dial painting, becoming one of the company's fastest workers with an average production rate of 250 dials a day. A young woman called Irene Corby also signed on that spring. The daughter of a local hatter, she was a very cheerful girl, aged about 17. She had a very humorous disposition, revealed her sister Mary, exceptionally so. Irene instantly got on well with her co-workers, with Grace in particular, and they regarded her as one of the more skilled employees. It fell to May Cubberley and Josephine Smith to train the new girls. The women sat side by side at long tables running the full width of the studio. There was a walkway in between them so Miss Rooney could continue her over-the-shoulder inspections. The instructresses taught them how to dab a tiny amount of the material, the girls always called the radium the material, into their crucibles, like a fine smoke in the air, and then mix the paint carefully. Even the softest stirring, however, left most women with splashes on their bare hands. Then, once the paint was mixed, they instructed them to lip point, She told me to watch her and imitate her, Catherine remembered of her training. As surely as night follows day, Grace and Catherine and Irene followed the instructions. They put the brush to their lips, dipped it in the radium, and painted the dials. It was a lip-dip paint routine. All the girls copied each other, mirror images that lipped and dipped and painted all day long. They soon found the radium hardened on their brushes. A second crucible was supplied, ostensibly for cleaning the bristles, but the water was changed only once a day and soon became cloudy. It didn't so much clean as spread the bristles, which some workers found a hindrance. They simply used their mouths to dampen the brush instead. Others, however, always used the water. I know I done it, one said because I couldn't stand that gritty taste in my mouth. The taste of the paint was a source of debate. It didn't taste funny, Grace observed. It didn't have any taste. Yet some ate the paint specifically because they liked it. Another new worker tasting the magic element that summer was 16-year-old Edna Bowles. Here is a person, popular science later wrote of her, blessed from birth with a sunny disposition. She was taller than many of her co-workers, though still only five foot five, and had an innate elegance about her. She was nicknamed the Dresden Doll because of her beautiful golden hair and fair colouring. She also had perfect teeth and, perhaps as a result, a beaming smile. Over time, she became close to the forelady, Miss Rooney, who described her as a very nice type of girl, 
very clean living type of very good family. Edna's passion was music, and she was also devoutly religious. She joined in July, at a time when production was rocketing due to wartime demand. That summer, the plant was a ferment of activity. The place was a madhouse, one worker exclaimed. The girls were already doing overtime to keep up with demand, working seven days a week. Now the studio started operating night and day. The dial painters glowed even brighter from the radium against the dark windows, a workshop of shining spirits labouring through the night. Though the pace was demanding, the setup was in many ways fun for the women, who revelled in the drama of the long shifts painting dials for their country. The majority were teenagers, merry, giggling girls, and they found time for...